This is Mavericks All Access with Omaha Athletics, hosted by Anna Bellinghausen. Hello, everyone. Welcome into Mavericks All Access. I'm your host, Anna Bellinghausen, joined by Omaha Women's Basketball up here to start off our show. Coach Carrie Banks, freshman Core Olsen, and then senior Katie Kaitchis. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Good. Pretty good. (laughs) Good. Uh, the season's just begun. Winter is unfortunately on its way to Omaha as well. Did it sneak up on us? I've been enjoying the warm weather, which I feel like is a little bit mm-hmm. um, abnormal for this time it of was year. Like 60 so I'm just today, hanging yeah. on to it for as long uh, as I can. But I'm enjoying also that it's basketball season. So that's pretty great, too. Absolutely. Yeah. The leaves fall and then all of a sudden yeah. basketball season's here. Yeah. Um, I want to start with just the beginning of the season, only three three games in. What's been your biggest challenge to this team, Coach? Yeah, I think right now it's just consistency. Like, we've had some really great moments, um, but stringing those moments together for a full 40 minutes has has really been the challenge. And so just getting our team to that point is, is what I'm looking for. And Katie, just as a senior on this team, what's been your biggest challenge to especially those young players? Yeah, as a senior, you definitely like feel as a leader and you know what you're doing because I've been here with Coach for mm-hmm. four years now. So it's just hard to like relay that information to everyone else, especially our freshmen. But our freshmen have done a wonderful job with it and they've been really good freshmen to be with and be around and just play with. So it's actually been a pretty easy transition mm-hmm. as far as that aspect. Well, you have to say that because Cora's right next to <laughs> Well, maybe. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Cora, of course, from Millard South right here in Omaha what did it mean to commit to the Mavericks it was special just playing for my hometown is always a little girl's dream and having my family there at every single game being the Omaha women's basketball one number one fans is great so. mm-hmm. and you're averaging around 20 minutes per game already and being able to impact this team in, in different ways what was that moment like scoring your first points in front of friends and family at Baxter it was super cool I guess I didn't really realize that they were cheering as loud as they were, but it was a special moment. We heard them. There was a you had a whole posse out there with your friends and family. That was awesome. Always, yep. <laughs> I love it too. I love having the fans there. So thank you, Cora and her family. You're <laughs> yeah, you're from Knoxville, Iowa. Not not Knoxville mm-hmm. in Tennessee, but yeah. the better one, right? In right. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's so much better. Than That's Tennessee. what they say. Um, <laughs> right. When did you first hear about Omaha and get connected with Coach Banks? Oh, gosh. Well, I actually wasn't recruited by yeah. Coach Banks. So my first year is also Coach Banks' mm-hmm. first year. So I think that's kind of fun for us. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just knew about Omaha because, I don't know, recruiting. <laughs> it's right It's right around the corner, you know. Everyone goes to the Omaha Zoo and stuff like that. And so I like that it was close enough that I could be here but, like, still go home and see my family and all that. And then Coach Banks coming in, too. It's been fun. Yeah, 2020. Does that feel like forever ago? It does. It does. Like, this is year four for me, but that first year, especially with COVID and everything that was going on, it, yeah. it feels like ages ago. It You're does. Old. Katie, oh, I'm really old. old. <laughs> <laughs> you first met the team, I'm pretty sure it was on Zoom, right? Was yeah. it the first chance you got to talk to them? Yeah. When you reflect back on those times, like, how grateful does it make you feel right now and getting someone like Katie who you've had all four years? I know. I'm glad she <laughs> stuck around <laughs> because that first year was just rough. Like, you know, we didn't know when a game was going to get canceled or when somebody was going to go into quarantine or any of that stuff. And then I think just, you know, rebuilding a program comes with its ups and downs as well too so um yeah no but it's been it's been a great journey Mm -hmm. I think for all of us yeah you talk about that rebuild where would you feel the state of this program is right now I think we're really turning in the right direction I I like our team um I like you know their work ethic their toughness and just their commitment to what we're trying to do um I think we have really really like high quality people and I think that really makes a difference I think talent is one thing but just having the right people around you is is really really huge yeah one of the words I've heard a lot from the team is potential right and consistency and then finding that balance between those but um Katie since you've seen it all four years how have you seen this team grow from you know your freshman days to right now as a senior Yeah, we have grown tremendously. And you, I mean, Coach Banks and I, like, we can really see that. And, man, freshman year, like, that was just a whirlwind of a year. And with the COVID and obviously everything. But this year we definitely, like, have built – it's been a rebuild. And there's now been people that have – 
been through it and we've stuck together and we kind of know what we're doing. So this year feels a lot better. And we finally last night felt like we had played a lot better too. So I feel like we're definitely starting to get on the right track. Yeah, Cora, just for you coming into this program, what attracted you to staying home at Omaha and knowing where this program's headed? With all the coaches that I've been coached by in the past, Coach Banks was the one that stood out to me the most because she had a similar coaching style to all of them. The fast pace, um, she likes to get after it, which is something that really attracted me to this program. And, yeah. Coach Banks, I mean, would you say the same with Cora's play, seeing her at Millard South? Yeah, I think what I really, really liked about her, I mean, she had good high school and AAU coaches, so I knew she was coming in with a very solid uh, foundation. I just loved how tough and how passionate she was every time I watched her um, play the game. And I feel like that's been, you know, just obviously a freshman who's getting the minutes she's getting. I think that kind of foundation that she came up in with and just those intangibles of just that toughness and passion, I think that's a big reason for her, like, success right now. Mm -hmm. Would you say there's more of an emphasis on that in-state recruiting right now for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly nice to keep kids, you know, from Omaha in Omaha, like she, you know, joked about her family and having 25 people at each game. So that's always nice to have people, uh, you know, cheering you on and supporting you and just to see them after the game. But I think just getting the best kids in the area, um, you know, that want to make this place Mm -hmm. special is really the focus overall. Yeah, recruiting feels like an all-year process at this point, especially with the portal. Can you take us through what it's like as a coach in this day and age? yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's it's nonstop. Um, and, you know, on top of that, just with the portal, as you mentioned, being something that is just so uh, intertwined in the recruiting process, like you're recruiting your own kids as well, too. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, spending time with them and this, you know, trip we just took to play Northwestern, it was great because we got a lot to spend a lot of time together on the bus and the hotel, uh, you know, do some things downtown Chicago. So just, you know, continuing to build that relationship after they say, they're committed, mm-hmm. I think, is the biggest part of recruiting is retaining the good talent that you attract. You talk about having to basically recruit your own players too, right? You have to give them reasons not to to want to leave or go somewhere else. Katie, for you, what made you so passionate about staying in Omaha? Oh, man. Well, coming in with Coach Banks, we've definitely had to learn a lot about each other. You know, we were both the first years, but it has been really fun. And I've gotten to know and learn about Coach Banks over the years. And I really have just believed in her and believe that where we can go. So that is why I have stuck around and wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. Cora, for you and, and seeing that leadership, I mean, just from Katie and the other girls on this team, what made you uh, want to be a Maverick, not only from the coaching standpoint, but also just the players and the group of girls you'd be with? Every time I was around any of the players, they were always super passionate about Omaha. They always had great things to say about coaches. And I don't know, just being around them and actually feeling that now that I'm here makes it really, really special. Another good reason this team has quite the success in the Summit League tournament, of course. We've talked about it before, Coach Banks. We should just bottle that up of that success. You know, you go to the finals two straight years as a six and an eight seed. It's pretty incredible, those runs you guys put together in March. Katie, from your perspective, what has gone into those performances the past two years? Oh, the tournament is always good. I mean, we've always just showed up ready to play. And I think that's the frustrating part for all of us is because we want every game to be like that and mm-hmm. be ready to go and win them all. But, you know, when it when it matters, we have been there. So that's been the wonderful part. And, like, the last year's tournament was just so magical. Yeah. And now we really just want to, like, finish it out this year. So we are constantly thinking about that in those moments. Coach, for you, what have those Summit League tournaments been like? Ah, uh, geez, it's it's such a fun experience. Um, the energy, the vibe of the team, um, just the willingness to do whatever it takes to to win. Uh, you know, each game is different and presents a different challenge, and so just their focus in that moment to do whatever it takes to win, um, I think, has really been just on another level. So. Um, yeah, like Katie said, if we could bottle that up and bring that to every single game, uh, I, I really think that would be huge for us. Corey, did you get to watch those Summit League finals yes. and those runs? What were you thinking when you were watching those games? Well, I was just sitting in class, whether I was supposed to be watching the game or not, um, just dreaming about being there with them. Mm-hmm. And now this is the year that I finally get to do it. So, What kind of strides do you want to see this team make to put yourself in a position come February, end of March, to be playing your best basketball? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, each team is unique and different. And I think one of the things that uh, we've identified this year is just on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, being to do a lot of different things um, and really, you know, for some extra possessions uh, defensively. And so I think we took a really positive step uh, in yesterday's game in doing that. And Mm -hmm. so just, again, defensively, just being able to be solid regardless of if we're making shots or not. And I think that's, you know, can be a huge difference maker for us. Uh, I think we have a lot of depth. uh, So just being able to get people in and out of the game and sustain, you know, an up-tempo pace has been really huge for us as well. So I think we're doing a lot of things. It's like, we're getting there, you know what I mean? But just kind of uh, being consistent with them as well yeah. is going to be a huge focus. I mean, if you look at the box score for, from Northwestern, you guys won the second half yeah. of that matchup. How yeah. much confidence is that instill in you, Katie, and Cora, just as a team knowing that you can hang with the Big Ten teams? You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah well, like after the game yesterday, we went in the locker room. We were all like, well, we lost, like, obviously. But we all, like, we all looked at each other. We're like, we were proud of us. Like, we fought hard. We played hard. We didn't give up. Like, really, that first quarter just was really bad. And But after that, like, we stayed in it, and we didn't let it define the rest of our game. Mm-hmm. And we knew that that game was so much better. Like, we all played together just like well like uh, the last two games just didn't go good and this one finally did so we all felt very good after the game yeah and I feel like at halftime no one was really down um all the seniors and the juniors they were all like don't hang your heads like we can still come out and win this game and I think for me being a freshman that gave us a lot of confidence and just knowing that this is a team that doesn't give up was Mm -hmm. really promising so yeah, one of the things I've noticed most about this team is that no matter what the score is, the energy and the effort will always be there. Is that yeah. something you always preach? Yeah, yeah. I think mindset is huge. And so just, you know, again, after the game, it was like, hey, yeah, we lost, but this didn't feel like a loss, you know. And that was the team, the effort, the fight, the toughness. Like, that's the team I want to coach night in and night out. Uh, you know, our first two games, I just felt like, who is this? Uh, even though we won the second game, it was still kind of like – Uh, there wasn't a lot of passion behind how we were playing. Um, And I didn't feel like we really played connected. Yesterday, I felt like we were connected on both ends of the floor. Uh, Certainly wasn't without mistake, but um, they had each other's back Mm -hmm. and everything. And it was just really, really fun. And I think from top to bottom, everybody who checked in the game, uh, you know, they played their role. Yeah. Yeah. What can you take away from that game, Katie? And not only the stats on the on the stat sheet, but also just the feeling of that and the leadership that it took to, you know, win that second half against Northwestern. Yeah, I think that we can just take away that if we are always playing hard and just always doing our best, playing our role, that we will be just fine and we Mm -hmm. will be competitive. Well, of course, when it matters most is Summit League play. And we know that's a no-night-off sort of schedule there. Every team can beat any team at any given moment. You see it in the Summit League tournament, of course, with Omaha. It doesn't matter what seed you are. Um, What does it take to be successful in the Summit League? I feel like it's kind of a slept-on conference in the NCAA. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's so much from game to game. Um, You know, I feel like it's a really good shooting league. So just defensively Mm -hmm. knowing your matchups. Um, and I, I think it's it's just night in and night out finding ways to win. You know, we've never really, you know, you're never going to have that perfect game. But whatever that game calls for to win, just finding a way to, to get it. And sometimes you come into a game and you're like, hey, we got to stop this, that, um, you know, and you get in the game and it's like it presents a different situation. So being able to make those in-game adjustments and, you know, really execute offensively, defensively, I think that's – that's what it takes. So it is a great basketball league for women's basketball mm-hmm. and on the men's side as yeah. well, too. So it's it's exciting. Cora, from you, what have you learned most just your first three games in, in that offseason in summer? Um, kind of like what Coach said when in that Northwestern, just play your role. Um, if you aren't making shots, do the little things, rebound, make the hustle plays. I feel like my biggest thing has just been playing my role and do the little things. Katie, for you, you can uh, – Give us some wisdom from, from the senior now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I am old now. Um, yeah, I mean, I also agree. It's really everyone has a role. And sometimes it's, you know, clapping and cheering us on. And sometimes it's getting a defensive stop or making the shot. And every single night, like Coach had mentioned, like, can be different. And someone might have an off night, well, then the next person has to step up and be ready. So I just think it's always being ready and always working hard. 
I think clapping and cheering on was my role on, on my high school team. So thank you for bringing that up. I, I really appreciate that. There's a reason why I'm up here and, you know, not one of those chairs. But um, Coach Banks, before we get to the fun stuff, I want to talk Uh-oh. about, oh, yeah, <laughs> building relationships, too, between this team. And you've seen girls come in pretty much every year, four newcomers this year, a little bit lower on that side. But you've also had to manage all these relationships. What's it been like building a culture for Omaha women's basketball? Yeah, I I think it, it, goodness, it's, it is just showing them that you care, I think is the biggest thing. And, you know, continuing to talk about how important it is to, you know, care for each other in the process. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time as a staff, just, you know, whether it's reaching out to our kids or just uh, informally after practice, talking to them, seeing how their day is going. You know, we eat together on a daily basis. So uh, that's a really cool time where we can sit and just chat about, you know, life outside of basketball. But I think it's really just the time and the constant effort. You know, during the recruiting process, you're talking to them on the phone, texting them, writing letters, all that stuff. Continuing to do those little things, uh, you know, while they're here is, I think, you know, just been the biggest difference maker in, mm-hmm. in getting these kids to like, uh, buy into this culture, into this program. Katie, what would you say that culture is? Oh, I think it's just a culture of just got to get after it every single day. And you have to be ready to go and be ready to, you know, just be able to go, or go with the flow and fight the battles and be together. You know, we really all pride ourselves with just, like, being a family and working mm-hmm. together to fight those battles. So I would say it's a pretty good culture. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as you close out the non-conference slate, of course, head to Summit League play later on in the winter. What do you want most out of this slate here? Hmm. I just, I want us to each game take a step forward to being the team that we're capable of being. You know, I don't think it's all going to happen at once. I think we took a huge step yesterday and we kind of identified some things before the game like, hey, we need to see improvement in this area. And they definitely answered the call. So I think with each game, just taking another step forward uh, to the team I know that we're capable of being, that's the biggest thing, just that constant improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie, Core, anything to add on what do you guys want to see before you hit conference play? Kind of what Coach said, just getting – 1% better every day. That's what we talk about at practice is each day is a new day. Each day is a new day to get better at something else. Mm-hmm. And whether that's rebounding, defense, getting our plays down, it's just always something. So, Yep, we want to play our best basketball once the mm-hmm. conference schedule ro- rolls around. So that's the goal. And in the Summit League tournament. And in the tournament, of course. <laughs> Got to yes. get another Maverick <laughs> squad in the NCAA tournament. We already seen men's soccer this year so far. Congratulations to them as well. Sure. But um, – would love to see it. So let's get to some fun stuff. Are we ready? <laughs> ready. You guys are like looking scared right now. Um, well, you guys shouldn't be scared. Your teammates should be scared because you're going to call them out. Uh, we're going to do a Thanksgiving edition of most likely, if you will. Um, so I've got different prompts here and you have to give me a player. Coach, feel free to chime in on these too. Okay. So you're not okay. off the hook completely. I was just going to observe, but I'll, I'll chime no, in. Please don't. Uh, best dressed in the living room. Who's, who's popping off in the living room for Thanksgiving? Oh. Ken. Ken, yeah. yeah Ken or Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is she wearing? Oh, I feel fancy. like she's going with the more like comfy but cute vibe. Okay. She's got her shoes, probably. Yeah. Ken bought a pair of earmuffs the other day and wore them <laughs> inside, outside, everywhere. They were really cute, but they were like, it wasn't cold. <laughs> no, right when we yeah. stepped off that bus, she goes, it is freezing. I need to go get gloves and earmuffs. And then she did they exactly that. Her, yeah, they stayed on She's her never left. for a very long time. Uh, who is the most likely to overcook the turkey on Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, God, Allie. <laughs> Definitely. Why is yeah. that? Um, she's burnt more toast in the toaster than I think she's yeah. eaten. So. Freshmen don't know how to cook yet. You know, it's I'm just... I'm not yeah. bad. Kidding. Are you? Okay. Not bad. Okay. Toast is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. Turn down the yeah. dial a You would bit. think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It means minutes. The, the uh-huh. numbers mean minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who would forget to bring their side dish to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> um, Brooklyn. Brooke. <laughs> That was resounding. Why? Well, she might have forgotten her shoes this last trip. But it's just for practice. Yeah, we got them again. It's okay. That's why. Okay, so who brought the shoes? 
I don't. I, she, don't I, I try she, not to get involved in it. <laughs> I try not to notice yeah, when they happen. Don't coach. It's a secret. You don't <laughs> okay. know about that. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, who is most likely to fall asleep right after dinner? Lucy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Lucy will sleep. Yeah. I really a lot of them though. Like mm-hmm. well, Aaliyah, Aaliyah will pass out yeah. anywhere. <laughs> she makes a tent on the bus. Yeah. yeah. She does. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who is most likely to be on their phone at the dinner table? Who's always on their phone? I feel like a lot of us are yeah. on our phone, actually. What'd you say? What's that saying you say? Hang up and hang out. Hang yeah. up and hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's what they need to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do we have an answer? Did we get one? Oh, I feel like it's just mm. a lot of us. All of them? Yeah. yeah. We're just going to blame it on the freshmen. It's okay. all of them. It's all the freshmen. Wow. <laughs> okay. Maybe this will be the freshmen, too. Who spends the most on Black Friday? Oh, Probably. Would it be Ken, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, More don't earmuffs? Know. Yeah, more. Sh- Brooke shops Brooke a lot. Brooke does shop yeah. a lot, yeah. yeah. We're really giving the same answer. And Allie. Allie's a good oh, shopper, Allie, too. Oh, Allie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Coach Banks, I feel like you would be on Black Friday, no, too. No, Amazon? Really? Mm, no, I try not to shop. Not a lot. <laughs> mm, so a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I spread mine out throughout the year. <laughs> don't save it for one day. All right, well, this last game... I actually have Coach Carrie Banks trivia for you. So oh. I, did, I did some digging. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Wait, this is their answering questions? <laughs> On you, yeah. Okay, this okay. should be fun. So we're going to see oh, how no. much oh, you, you better, guys, guys know. You guys better ace this. Okay, Coach we got Banks. this, Cora. <laughs> the first one I really hope you guys get, because we've already talked about it. Uh, what year did Coach Banks get hired as head coach for Omaha? 2020. 2020. Okay. <laughs> we should have just had Cora see if she was listening. <laughs> uh, where did Coach play college basketball? Oh. oh my God! I know this. It's somewhere in Michigan. Uh, yeah, somewhere in Michigan. I'll give you options if you guys. <laughs> I'm so out. glad okay, I haven't yeah. made our practice plan for tomorrow. I'll <laughs> add a couple spicy things. We're gonna add some. <laughs> to some just get us started. started. <laughs> All right, here are the options. Uh, was it Kent State, Loyola, or Detroit Mercy? The Detroit, Detroit Mercy. Mercy. There oh, we go. Okay. So they yes. know. Okay. See. Kinda know. Yeah. Okay, here, here's another one that's really good. Uh, what was Coach Banks' master's degree in? Oh. Um, we literally just it's talked about the, this in the dorm. She did something with like journalism. Yeah, she wrote that. for her school. The oh. journalism, was journalism? Media communication. You guys were thing. talking about me in the dorm. No, you and I were having this conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is journalism. journalism. Yeah. <laughs> but good. you would also think that she did criminology because you are like an FBI agent. <laughs> she but knows she didn't everything. <laughs> everything. Why is that? I, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. She kn- just knows. She I just knows. pick up on yeah. stuff. Very, very aware. Can't get away with anything yeah. on this team. Okay, yeah. I get it. I warned them though. All right, last <laughs> one. Which country did she play professionally in overseas? I feel like we we're also just talking about this. Oh, Corey, you know this. I it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I feel like I have three different options. I'll give you three. Different yeah, options. can you? <laughs> France, <laughs> Portugal, Spain. Oh gosh, I feel like it's France, but I really don't. Kitty, you got nothing. I do. For me? I have not overseas. That's my answer. <laughs> overseas, <laughs> somewhere not in America. Yeah, not here. <laughs> I want to say France or. Portugal, but knowing me, it's going to be Spain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Finally, you don't know this I about me. You know me the longest. No, I know, but I don't know. We've never Been really talked four about years. that. I guess. You don't know. Okay, we need to talk tomorrow at the training tables. Okay, <laughs> okay we'll have a. I'm going to say Portugal. <laughs> That's correct. Oh, Ooh, good job, Cora. Good job, Cora. Thanks. Showing out for the fr- they're not that bad. The freshmen aren't. No, that bad. they're they're good freshmen. They are. <laughs> they really I really are. appreciate yeah, these. They can't cook and they nap a lot, but beyond that, <laughs> but they great. they know Coach Banks trivia. Yeah, so it's good. There you go. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining me up there. Best of luck this season, and we'll see you back home at Baxter very soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for so much. Thank you. All Access, now joined by the Omaha men's basketball team. we got Coach Crutch here, Frankie Fiddler, and then Markel Sutton. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Three games into the season, Coach. We were talking just offhand there a little bit, but felt like you learned some things about this team against North Texas. Can you take us through where this team's at right now? Well, after 
playing the first home game against Doan, you really didn't pick up a lot from it. But uh, I think going on the road in a hostile environment like, mm-hmm. like TCU and even North Texas, I think you, you get a chance to see your team, you know, in an atmosphere that they hadn't been in yet. So you get to see how guys respond to certain things. And TCU, of course, is a really, really good team, good program. I really think they're a top 25 team. And they're probably going to be ranked here pretty soon, if not next week, uh, week after that. Um, and North Texas net is a top 30 team in the country also. So we took them into the lines then just to, just to get, get an idea of what they got a chance to be. And, and I think uh, we learned a lot about our team. Mm-hmm. Frankie, Frankie, for you, just being a leader on this team, what did you feel like you learned in these first three games? Yeah, I think um, the you know the chance to play together in front of the our home crowd was a great experience. Um, and then, like Coach said, going into uh, two hostile environments um, and kind of have our back against the wall with you know no one rooting for us, um, kind of was able to see you know who was it, who stepped up in the big moment. You know how how well we stayed together, which mm-hmm. uh, for the most part I think we did pretty good staying together. Um, but we we also definitely learned some stuff about it uh, from that trip. You need to get a bigger alumni base in North Texas, it sounds like. You need to get some <laughs> Omaha fans up in there, some crimson and black. Uh, Markel, for you, this is your second season uh, as a Maverick. What have you learned so far this season? Uh, I learned we just got to stay together, and whenever we're in the games, then we just got to keep <laughs> staying together. And, uh... Frankie, come on. <laughs> You're just laughing at him. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let him finish. Yeah, we just got to keep staying together, and the more we just keep working at practice and mm-hmm. getting a feel from each other, I feel like that will yeah. help. Your second year at the helm, it feels like much longer, though. I know. I feel like I you've been here way longer than two Have years. Have I aged that I, bad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's felt different for you about this year? Well, I think having that group together, I think just last year and then returning eight guys from the team, then being together all summer and, and then taking the foreign trip, we're just mm-hmm. more, more comfortable with each other. They understand me. I understand them. We're just so – we're a different basketball team totally than where we were at this time last year. So um, the expectations are a little bit higher. I mean, I think that we should we should be a better program and we're still building some things. But mm-hmm. – um, we're just a different basketball team than we were. Frankie, do you like that pressure and expectations that Coach talks about? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel like as a team ourselves, we, we hold ourselves to those expect, expectations as well. And um, I feel like if you're comfortable with, with the pressure, then then you'll be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed, Markel, just in your first two years with Omaha and that culture that they're trying to set and obviously a lot bigger goals and – Dreams of the NCAA tournament, which are well in reach within the next couple of years. Um, I feel like we just got to keep working and we just keep sticking by each other. And as the leaders, me and Frankie, then we just got to help the, like the freshmen and the newer guys, mm-hmm. like get into the culture. And what is it? Seven freshmen you guys have this year? There's there's quite a few on the roster. Yeah, there's two freshmen that are, that are on scholarship. We have a bunch of guys that are walk-ons, preferred mm-hmm. walk-ons that are with us. Yeah. What's been it? What's been like um, meshing those groups together between those freshmen and those veteran guys like uh, Frankie and Markel here? It's been really good. I think the summer helps a whole lot, mm-hmm. and um, those guys have been great leaders for us. Um, and helping those young guys to understand, even the newcomers in the transfer and Nick Davis and Biko Johnson, these guys have been really instrumental in helping them adjust. And I think, again, go back to just the summer and um, the foreign trip, uh, being around those guys and and understand what the culture is and what mm-hmm. we expect. And um, these guys have been really, really good. Well, uh, there's one thing we have to bring up about the Costa Rica trip. I don't know if you – do you guys know what I'm about to bring up? I think so. Okay, so we talked about it on Summit League Media Day. Uh, Coach kind of had a little fender bender on an ATV with one of his players. Can you take us through the ATVing in the jungle in Costa Rica? Can I say something first? No, 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 no. no, no. Let me tell the story. Go ahead, go ahead. So, (laughs) no, it'll be better if I say it after, so you go first. Well, we we got a mantra, no blaming no complaining, no excuses so I'm not gonna make no excuses but it was raining man it was pouring raining right right he was the only one that had a problem with it raining everyone else was fine with it no no it's not that's not true 
But what happened is, so you know, we're on the trail and the guy stops us, right? And as I tried to pull my hand on the brake, the brake and the accelerator is on the same hand. It slipped off the brake and it turned just a little bit. And I, I kind of went into JJ's ATV. The worst part is Coach Crandall blamed it on JJ for crutch business. <laughs> he said, JJ, why'd you stop? And everyone in front of JJ was stopped as well. JJ crashed in front of me, behind me. We've got multiple bad drivers. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, Crutch's accident caused JJ oh, okay. to hit me. Oh, yeah. wow. So this is yeah. a chain reaction. Yeah. Have you and JJ made up about this? We made up right then and there. I told him it's your fault. <laughs> Hey, that's very fair. I uh, also wanted to bring up another cool thing about that trip to North Texas. You guys were just hanging out at Buddy Heald's house. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> well, we weren't just hanging out. Um, we, we had to Practicing. go practice. We had to practice, so we thought it would be a great idea to take him over to Buddy's house to have a yeah. have a practice in his gym. And he has a gym in his home and done a really good job. And it's my first time there. I saw it when it was, was getting dug out and all that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I never saw the finished product. So it was yeah. great to, to see it, and I wanted to see it, so I figured – Yep, if I'm gonna go, I might as well take these guys. I guess yeah, they that, had a good time. Nice they had fun. Yeah, what was your reaction seeing Buddy Heald's gym? And I mean, man, talk about an NBA player, a guy that played at Oklahoma. Coach was one of the first people to recruit him out of the Bahamas. Yeah, I think it's crazy. You know, uh, he just makes so much money. He can have just a house <laughs> sitting in Dallas that he goes to maybe five times a year. So yeah, because he lives in Indiana. I'm assuming for most part of the year. Yeah, yeah. with the Pacers. Yeah, so just there. Yeah. For you guys to use for practice. Exactly. So you need to schedule some more Texas, Oklahoma area trips. You need to schedule the right people, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about that non-conference late, you guys' schedule so tough. Uh, Coach, what goes into that scheduling of who you're going to bring up against this team? And I know you have some probably former relationships with a lot of these schools too, right. but can you give us a glimpse of what it's like creating a non-conference schedule? Well, part of it, with, with this year, we, we kind of strategically kind of wanted to go to Texas because we're going to recruit Texas a little bit. That's going to be a really, really uh, fertile ground for us to recruit. So we wanted to go to Texas. And I had a relationship with people at TCU and even North Texas from the previous year. And, and Kyan Brown is our scheduling coach, so he, he, did, he did get that done for us. And we, we thought that would be a great idea to do that. But we knew, we knew TCU was going to be a good program, mm-hmm. right? We knew Jamie Dixon does a great job. Um, North Texas lost a lot, you know, changed coaches. Their coaches left when the Texas Tech, and we already talked about the scheduling again. And, and we thought that would be a great situation for our team to take them into a hostile environment like that. We knew TCU was going to be good. We knew that it was going to be big and physical and the same with North Texas. So we thought, mm-hmm. let's do it and just see where we are right away. I mean, it's easy to schedule some easy games like most people do, to get three or four wins off the bat. But I don't think you get a, a, get, a good judgment uh, of what your team is and what mm-hmm. they can be until you put them in a hostile environment early on. Yeah. What do you guys like about that non-conference slate and getting to play those teams and high calibers that have been the NCAA tournament? I, f- I feel like it's a, a good opportunity for us to see where we're at, playing those big 12 teams and a team like North Texas that won in IT last year. I thought that was a good – Yeah, I think uh, – you know, it, it's a big thing to go to sc- the big schools and, um, you know, try to stack up against them and kind of just see where you're at, um, you know, physically and then just, you know, offensively and defensively versus them. A little bit nicer of a schedule. You didn't start off with KU uh, with their championship little little ring ceremony there too. So, um, But when you head into Summit League play, where do you feel like that translates from those tough road games? Okay, now we're playing South Dakota State at home. Well, I think it goes back to the physicality. Um, our league is a physical league, um, and we want them to, to kind of have an idea of what, what it's going to be like. And they know because they've been in it for a year now, Frankie too. Uh, but but I want them to know, like, how physical the Big 12 is, how physical the American, uh, which is what North Texas is in, and understand exactly what we would have to do to make that adjustment as we go into the Summit League play. Mm-hmm. Do you sort of break up your season into about three parts of, hey, here's the non-conference slate, and then these are the games we're going in for conference, and then, of course, there's postseason play. But how do you, how do you set expectations for each set of games between, between those three? 
Well, I think ideally you, you want to, when you play against the Power 5 schools, you, you kind of just want to see where you're at, see if you can compete. Because those are games that, like, no one expects you to win. Right. Right? No one expects you to win. You go in there and you're 95%, you know, to lose the game. So so we want them to come out and play with a chip on the shoulder and see where they are. Then there's those games like Doan and, and, of course, the non-Division one games you think we can build some confidence with. Then, like, we're going to the M- MTE here this weekend mm-hmm. in, in Colorado Springs where – there are a bunch of teams like us, and uh, those are what we consider 50-50 games that we probably should be able to win. Um, then you got the Big Sky Challenge, which, which is a good challenge for our league uh, with Northern Arizona and Idaho State. So those are all like opponents, mm-hmm. and you want to mix in like opponents. You want to mix in uh, some bigger schools, and you want to mix in some non-D1s to, to help – get you some recovery <laughs> a little bit. So so there's a steady mixture of a little bit of that to help you have some confidence but get challenged yep. at the same time and get you ready to go into league play. Coach talked about playing with the chip on your shoulder. Frankie, I feel like that kind of embodies who you are in playing with that. Can you speak to just how you play game in and day out and that culture you try to set for, for Omaha and what you want to bring to the court? Yeah, I think um, – just kind of always playing like your back's against the wall. Um, like people are doubting you, and you want to go, you know, prove it to yourself, but also prove it to everyone that's watching you. Um, and I think if our team can, you know, embody that type of culture, and, you know, we talked about it after the North Texas game, that we have to be more physical and play with, you know, more of a chip on our shoulder, especially on the defensive end. Um, I think we could be a really great team. Mm-hmm. And for you, Markel, you started in JUCO, too. I looked at your Twitter bio. It says, I just didn't quit. And I love that, just kind of embodying that same thing, chip on your shoulder. And coming from JUCO, going to D1, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in basketball? Yeah, I was in, uh, started out in JUCO, and I just never – I really never thought coming out of high school that I would be at the Division One level. So it was a, it was a big accomplishment for me. and. Mm-hmm. I just want to, like, set – whenever I go out and play games, I try to set the tone so, like, other teammates, they know, like, where I'm coming from, and I feel like that gives them the confidence to play well. Yeah, what's been the biggest difference for you going from JUCO to D1 right now? I mean, you blink and you're playing TCU in North Texas. The game's way more faster and more physical. Absolutely. What have you you learned most, you think, from just being around guys like Frankie and and the rest of the team and how they want to play? Uh, playing together as a team and not playing as one. I think sometimes in JUCO, like, you try to, like, get yours so other mm-hmm. coaches can see. And playing with a team like this with Frankie and the other guys, I feel like us playing together is real good. Did you get a recruit, Markel, or was he – okay, so you no, recruited yeah, him? Yeah, recruited. What, what did you see in him when you first saw his tape? Well, we saw his tape because he played in the national tournament, and I was there in the national tournament at the time um, at um, – Oregon. I was there watching some other kids, a kid that we had signed at Oregon, and he was in the national tournament. But when I got the job, he became available, and uh, we didn't know he was a qualifier, you know, out of high school. Mm-hmm. He had been in junior college already one year, and, and a bunch of people were saying he was a non-qualifier. <laughs> so we, 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 we looked at him, then we took a week, like, well, he's, in, he's not a qualifier, so he got to stay in school another year, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of moved him off the off the screen and next thing you know he came back to us from some people in Tulsa that he was a qualifier. So we went back in there at him again and he DM'd me on Twitter and <laughs> next thing you know we you know we started that process. But he was a talent. We knew that right away yeah. and uh we just wanted to make sure he could come in here and make the adjustment and get bigger and stronger and he's done it. Mm-hmm. First shot a shot. He <laughs> slid into Coach Crudge's DMs is what he basically <laughs> I also want to touch on a couple of the freshmen as well. Grant Stubblefield, he had 11 points against North Texas, kind of his um, breaking point, if you will, of, of getting past the, the double-digit mark. What have you liked out of Grant? Well, he's tough. He's a competitor. He's a winner. All those things you need to play that position. And uh, he's starting to learn exactly what he needs to do as a point guard at this level. And he shocked me, man. He came off the bench in the second half of that game against North Texas, and he 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 looked like he was a sophomore or junior. He just mm-hmm. had no nerves about him. But I will say this, TCU, he was really nervous. You could <laughs> see it. You could see it. And uh, But North Texas, he was he was really, really good for us. He gave us a spark yep. in the second half to allow us to cut back into the lead and, and play really, really well. What have you guys liked about the freshman <clears throat> group? 
Yeah, I think uh, just seeing their growth from the summer has already been, you know, I've been able to see it. Um, like, even with Marcel Bryant, he was – he's still a hothead, but he was a way bigger hothead <laughs> in the summer. And, you know, he's able to calm himself down now. And then Grant um, just improving as a point guard. And like Coach said, knowing, you know, how to play that position uh, has been very noticeable. You guys got to teach them how to not be the, the hotheads. In the oh, it's not that easy for them. So. <laughs> Things get heated at Sap Fieldhouse sometimes in the summer. Yes. Not only the AC not working, but you should have seen today's practice. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. We were just like a track team out there. Just know that. <laughs> Losing comes with a price. I don't know. Are they running? Oh. Track team. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Track with a basketball is what we call it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was fun stuff today. Running some sprints? Is that why you're – are you tired today? Is that why? Oh, no, I'm, I'm great. You're wired? You're yeah. ready to go? Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah, so what is Coach Crutch like? Let's, let's put him on the spotlight. Oh. What is he like in practice? Uh, I think – Like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he does have candy in his office. We do know that. Yeah, that's – yeah, I don't go up there anymore for the candy. <laughs> <laughs> that only worked for one year. Yeah. <laughs> no, Coach – He'll get on you for sure, but, um, you know, it's just because he loves you. Uh, he wants to see you get better. Um, he's real smart on the court, so uh, great coach. Yeah, he's a great coach. He really cares about us, not only, like, on the court, also off the court. So, thanks, guys. Good. <laughs> you're, like, you're running tomorrow. <laughs> Say something mean. Um Talking about just strides you want this team to make, especially, have you set any goals or expectations for you guys, or do you kind of stray from those? We do try to stay away from those those numbers and, and, and giving guys expectations because mm-hmm. in this day and age, I think it sets yourself up for failure. Uh, but as a staff, we, we know our goals is to try to finish in the top half of the league and continue to grow this program and build it up until where we're – in contention to win the conference every year and, and, and how it would be it to go to the NCAA tournament. That's the ultimate goal, and that's where I think we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're closer, we're closer now than we were last year, so um, we're still in the building process. But I like, I like this group. Yep. I like where we're at. Um, and we just got to continue to grow. This team was picked seventh in the Summit League poll. Frankie, do you take that personally? Um, not really. I just think uh, preseason polls are – you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you have to go prove it uh, when, you know, it starts. So, um, and I think this team can prove that, you know, we're going to be in the top half this year. But it's not the bad thing to be the overlooked team whatsoever, too, and not having that target on your back. Markel, do you like that position, too, just kind of being the underdog? I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like, in March, when the tournament comes, that's where it all matters to me, and I feel like we're going to make some noise. Yeah, Frank, you said it in a previous press conference, but you want to be one of the guys that brings this team to an NCAA tournament. Why do you feel so passionate about that? I mean, I know you're from Omaha, of course, too, but speak to that passion just for the Omaha men's program. Um, I just, you know, they were my only offer coming out of high school, uh, so they believed in me, and, you know, when Coach Crutch came in, he believed in me as well, and, um, you know, I feel like we have a really good team this year, and uh, and we're able, we have the ability to, you know, win the Summit League Championship. And, you know, that's kind of why I'm just so happy. And, and I'm talking about me being the first to bring us to the tournament because I feel re- really excited about this team. Mm-hmm. Does that bring you some more confidence, too, just hearing the, the team just speak about NCAA tournament and getting the Summit League? Of course, there's so much work in between that, but you still have to have those goals. No doubt. And there's there some steps to, to that process, and I think – being in a tournament last year and kind of having an idea of what it is and playing against the, the home team in South Dakota State, mm-hmm. I think they know what the expectations are when you go into that building now. And I think we're, we're a better basketball team uh, now compared to last year. So so I think we're complete. We got more size. We got more depth. Um, and I think they're more poised now. They're, they're growing up a little bit, this group that's returning. So I think – they feel like we can go into a place like that and, mm-hmm. and win three games. Gym time with Coach Crutch will make you grow up fast. Is that, that, 
That's what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's track team. <laughs> but I'm, uh, love to hear that. All right. Identity and goals of this team. So we talked last year about, like, the motto, the motivation. Is there a certain saying this year that you guys have been living by? I think just being a family. Um, you know, outside of practice, being a family, and then in those lines, trying to go at each other every day um, and just make each other better. Better. Mm-hmm. Would you say the same just to that identity? Yeah, we go by no blaming, no complaining, no excuses. So we all hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Just like the ATV accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make any excuse. <laughs> no one got hurt. It was fine. It was, oh, no, it wasn't raining. It was raining. That was the excuse. <laughs> That's okay. All right, let's get to some fun stuff. How about that? Yeah. We've got some Thanksgiving questions as well. So this game is called Start, Sit, Cut. So start, you love it. Sit. You'll keep it on the roster. It's okay. And then cut. You don't like it. You don't mess with it. All right. You can all give us your answers, too. Okay. Uh, mashed potatoes, turkey, and then stuffing. What are you doing with those three? Cut stuffing for sure. Oh. I don't know. I like I stuffing. I agree with that. Cutting stuffing. Start, start, start. You can't start them all. Why not? <laughs> this is the games. Start, sit, and cut to make you, like, you have to pick. Mashed potatoes, turkey, stuffing. You have to pick. I'm starting mashed potatoes. I love me some mashed potatoes. I, I would sit mashed potatoes. Okay. Start the turkey. Mm-hmm. Start the dressing, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys? Markel, you start you mashed potatoes, sit turkey, cut stuffing. Okay. Start turkey, sit mashed potatoes, and cut the dressing. Right answer. You need protein. He did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, and ham. Start ham. That was quick. Start cranberry sauce. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm cutting cranberry sauce. Yeah. Cutting the casserole. I'm starting the casserole. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are opposite. He just want to be opposite. Me, <laughs> yeah. Any more thoughts? Ready for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Dinner rolls, pumpkin pie, cheesy potatoes. <sighs> start cheesy potatoes. That has to be like a resounding. Yes. I'll start okay. cheesy potatoes. Okay, you'll yeah. start cheesy yeah. potatoes. I see that. The cheesy potatoes. <laughs> okay, we're not agreeing. All right. Uh, pumpkin pie and dinner rolls. What are we doing with those guys? Start dinner rolls. Cut pumpkin pie. Ooh. I'm cutting pumpkin pie, too. Yeah, me, too. Wow. Oh. Sit. Jeez. Dinner rolls, yep. All right. Yep. Well, guess what, guys? I also have Coach Crutch trivia, too. So this can really um, depend on if they're running tomorrow in practice. We were already practicing, so. You did? <laughs> yeah. No way. Mama Crutch was helping us out. Okay. Well, then you might know some of these then. All right. Uh, so, fun fact, I actually was looking up the answers to these, like, trivia questions trying to find. I had to go back in the UNO archives. So, I did some research today. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, we might not know that one then. <laughs> uh, the 1990 football media guides are still out there. Wow. If you want to see your photo, I actually have it, too. Um, I'll, I'll show you it. But... First question, what position did Coach play in football? RB1. No. Nope. You were a receiver? Mm-hmm. He was. They failed the question. But, really? that, that was Markel didn't that. get a chance. To, <laughs> what would you have guessed? Fullback. Fullback? <laughs> coach, you big, Coach. Hey, you're running tomorrow. <laughs> Here's an even tougher one. You guys won't know this then. Uh, what was his jersey number? I can give you options. Mm. Give him options and see. 15, 19, 10. 19. 15. No, both wrong. <laughs> 10. Bonk, bonk. Was it 10? I only looked at a couple of the media yes, guys. Yes, it was 10. You weren't in the 92 one. Why were, I thought you played till 92. Maybe they cut me out of it. I, don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find you in it. I had to go back. That's weird. Yeah. No, no, no. 91 was the last year. Okay, 91 yeah. was the last year. Yeah. All right, and you were number 10. All right. Uh, what was Coach's undergrad degree in? Criminal justice. Yeah. So you are a little investigator then. Coach oh. Banks wasn't. She oh. did journalism. Oh. So what did you learn? 
Criminal justice? Yeah. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. <laughs> but I'm a cram junkie. I, I watch okay. all the crime shows. All right. What's Coach's favorite hobby outside of basketball? Golf. Golf. That was easy. Didn't have to give options. Fast, yeah. My options were going to be fishing, golf, or hunting. Would you, have, have you ever fished or hunted? Coach walks around. <laughs> I fish as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the most likely two questions too, to, to round us off? Yeah. Just want to call it some teammates? All right. Best dressed in the living room? Me. You can't eat. <laughs> Who says yourself? I do. Frankie Fiddler. Mark Hill. Come on. You know who you want to say. I'll say me there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Who's the most likely to overcook the turkey? Jay Sean. Jay Sean. Can't cook? <laughs> He's Jay Sean. All like the bonehead stuff's going to be Jay Sean. He's a bonehead. <laughs> Well, the next one's who would forget to bring their side dish to dinner? Mm. It's going to be a cross between Jay Sean and Jaden Marshall. Mm. I said Biko or mm. Jay Sean. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Jaden, yeah. Jaden Marshall. Has anyone ever forgot a jersey or shoes to a game? Mm. Tony and JJ used to forget their jerseys. At a, we used to practice at away games. Mm. Yeah. But no one's actually. Practice jersey. Totally forgot their jersey. jersey. Not game okay. jersey, yeah. That's good. Uh, who would fall asleep right after dinner? Who's always napping? Biko. Yeah. Biko Jones. <laughs> you fall asleep, you sleep on up. the bus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would be on their phone at the dinner table? Mm, Tony, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's Tony doing? Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, who has the highest Snapchat score on the team? No, I'm just kidding. We don't have to answer that. <laughs> who spends the most on Black Friday? It'd probably be Luke. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Shoes or what is, he, what is he buying? Yeah, shoes. All shoes? Yeah. Who does have the best shoes? Would it be him? Probably. Probably, yeah. So no one said Coach Crutch for any of these. Good. We know good. that you dress well, though. They call you Coach Dripfield for a reason. <laughs> we downsized this year, though. No suits? No or suits. Yeah, well, No. Why not? Too much of a My hassle. staff, they, they didn't want to wear any suits anymore. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. They outvoted me. Okay. They, they outvoted me. So we're not going to see any more tweets saying Coach Dripfield this we year. St- we're still dripping the pullovers. <laughs> okay. Maybe the shoes. The shoes. <laughs> Well, guys, what, what next game? What are we? What are we thinking? What are the keys? Well, we play Women Mary uh, Thursday yep. evening in uh, Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy, and they're a very sound team. Shoot a lot of threes. They just played George Washington the other night and shot forty-four threes in the game. Oh wow! So, so they average about thirty threes a game. So we got to defend the three-point line. Guys, biggest goals for you this season? Um, just win the summit. Get to the tournament. Easy as that. Yep. (laughs) Well, guys, we can't wait to watch you on that journey. Best of luck this season. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thanks for coming out. Thank you. A Heard at Sports Network production.